Thanks for tuning in to Chronically Risk, your podcast for navigating life with chronic illness. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Chronically Risk. This week, I got to chat with Miss Jordan Ray, and she shared her story with me about how chronic illness quickly stole everything she knew. After her diagnosis, she was determined to help others, which led to her not only becoming a business owner, but also a chronic illness advocate. I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and go find Jordan on Instagram. I will tag her and everything, and support her business. She's a patient. She knows what's going on and what we need to help connect with our doctors in a better way. So, Jordan, thanks for being on the call today. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm good. How are you? Good. So, tell us about what has been going on in your life, like what happened and how you got started on your chronic illness journey. Yes, yeah, so I was an athlete for 13 years. I uh, started playing when I was like four or five years old, and I just instantly fell in love with the sport of softball. Um, by nine years old, I wanted to take my game to a whole nother level, and I started competitive travel softball, and that's when <clears throat> I set my goal to be a college athlete. And I was, you know, working hard at that, and um, at 17 years old, I was running for a routine play at third base, and I just unexpectedly blacked out. I had my dreams at my fingertips. The scholarships were there, the schools that were interested in me, and um, yeah, everything just happened so quickly. And so that's how the journey started. But the blackout led to a diagnosis of Chiari malformation, which is a serious neurological disorder, where my cerebellum extends into my spinal canal, blocking cerebrospinal fluid to and from my brain. So after hearing that and getting the diagnosis, it made sense why the blackout happened because I hyperextended my neck a certain way that caused the cerebrospinal fluid to get blocked to your brain. Right. And you never had any other indications that there was anything wrong. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. I never had one symptom and I mean, like I said, I played softball like competitively since nine years old. So that's not an easy task. And I was in the sun for 12 to 14 hours per day. And I never had one symptom. I did have like a, a headache here and there, but that was because I was in the sun for so much or right, you know, yeah. I just wasn't just feeling like, oh, well. Maybe yeah, maybe it's dehydration. Maybe I just need to rest. Something exactly. like that. I feel like headaches are kind of like one of those missed triggers that a lot of people kind of brush off and don't think twice about. So right. that's crazy. I can't believe you didn't have any other symptoms. I feel like I, some of my friends that I've made on social media, they have the same issue. And I feel like they complain all the time, like about neck pain or inflammation or things like that. So it's it's just crazy to me how all of a sudden, like, it just happened, like, boom. And then you have this diagnosis and you're just like, where did this come from, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that blackout, I got up, I think, three to five seconds later. That's what people told me. Like, I blacked out. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Um, yeah. And then when I got up, you know, people were asking, am I okay, my coaches? And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just leave me alone. And I went back to third base. That was uh, my position I played. And I guess muscle memory kind of just brought me back there because that was when I had my first ever pounding migraine, extreme neck and back pain. But like the scariest part of it all was I had no clue who these people were around me, my teammates, my coaches, who I've known for years. 
So, yeah, that was like the first ever symptom after the blackout it was just a pounding migraine that I've never had before. It was like someone stabbed me in the back of my neck. Oh my gosh. That is crazy. And so you, uh, so from that point on, then what doctors did you see? Like, where did you go to get this diagnosis? Like, did they just kind of brush it off or what was the process? It was brushed off in the beginning. I didn't go to the hospital. I actually continued playing for, I think, three, four, three or four more innings. And then the trainer pulled me out because of concussion protocol. Um, I just went home, which you're not really supposed to do, and I went to sleep, which you're really not supposed to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I went to an orthopedic. Uh, I think the one or two days after, I know I didn't go to school that whole week. The blackout was on a Tuesday, so I didn't mm-hmm. go to school that, you know, that whole week. So uh, the orthopedic guy told me it's just whiplash, that I'll be fine and I'll be back on the ball field. And I said, all right, it's fine with me. And um, after 50 migraines straight, I was now sitting in my first ever neurosurgeon's appointment. So he didn't brush it off. He knew actually right away what it most likely was. And after asking me a few questions, but he sent me for MRIs, CAT scans, and then I come back in September. Uh, So the blackout was in April. My first appointment was in August with him and then the diagnosis came in September and it's actually weird because Chiari Awareness Month is September so I was diagnosed in September a few days before my birthday and it was a that was an easy process compared to the first guy just telling me it's whiplash after he did an x-ray and he's like oh you're fine yeah oh my gosh I can't believe that so how did you so this all happened like so quickly. It's not like you develop symptoms and they got worse. And just like over time, it was just like boom, 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 kind of like month mm-hmm. after month so quickly. So how did you, do you think that you like took the time to really like work through it or were you angry? I know like with my diagnosis, like I kind of had a different story where I have had like issues just piling on top of each other like for years. And then right. I finally like, okay, this is what's going on. But I feel like it was so sudden with yours. Like, were you, how did you get through that? Like, mentally, were you just like, okay, like, we'll be fine? Or did you struggle? Like, I mean, that had to be hard, especially being an athlete, to kind of have to sit out and and take that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I always say losing my sport was kind of the hardest part because it was, like, my identity for all of my life. And, um But I am so grateful for it because I would not be here where I am today without it. It was truly the foundation for the rest of my life, my unexpected future. And um, softball really taught me that your mindset and your attitude is 50% of the battle, no matter what you're going through. So Mm -hmm. that made this transition actually much easier than I guess for other people because I had that mindset ready to go because as an athlete you're faced with adversity every single day and I was the type of person I actually liked having adversity not this type of adversity like brain (laughs) surgery but I'm you know so I always stick with um, having a positive mindset and then knowing your why 
that was kind of the biggest thing with this transition. And I always say, like, you can't control the cards that you're dealt, but you can decide what you're going to do with them. So an example, if someone doesn't understand that, you will not be in control of a lot of situations in your life, but you can control your attitude towards that situation. Right. Yeah, I feel like that's such an important thing, especially for people who live with chronic illness, because you don't know one day to the next. One day you could be feeling great, and you're out doing stuff and hanging out with friends, and then the next day it's like you wake up and you can't get out of bed. And it's just exactly. it is, it's definitely such a, a mental thing as well as a physical thing that a lot of people struggle with. I mean, I know I still do. I get, I'll have like three good days in a row and I'm like, okay, like I'm, I'm getting better. I'm feeling better. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I'll spend a week in bed in pain, migraines, just all, all the things, all of the symptoms. And then it just kind of sets you right back to square one. So I feel like it's definitely important to kind of recognize that it's, it's definitely mental and it's okay to not be okay sometimes, you know? Yeah. And that was a big thing for me to uh, realize because as an athlete, you're trained to uh, not have like feelings (laughs) and tell people when you're hurt or, you know, when I got to my older ages, like 15, 16, 17, softball really was starting to take a toll on me mentally Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't allowed to like admit that you're just, you're not allowed to be vulnerable as an athlete. Um, so that was a big transition from that to people asking me all the time how I'm feeling like mentally and I'm just, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. That's what I would always tell people, but it took me a while to realize that it's okay to share how you're feeling and it's okay to have bad days. So when I realized that, it made this whole process a little bit easier. Yeah, definitely. And it, and I think it's hard, too, because I played sports growing up, and I was in dance all through high school. And, and I feel like it's difficult to go from, like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, and then mm-hmm. to actually open up and let people know, like, no, I'm actually not okay. Like, mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. like I – at least for me personally, I felt like a sense of embarrassment almost. Like it was hard for me to accept totally. and to get over just telling the truth, you know? Yeah, I'm with you on that. Just kind of accepting like my new limitations too, I felt very embarrassed with, you know, meaning I was able to do anything. And then now I have to question if picking up like a pot is something that I can do. And it's just understanding these limitations. But I've I've actually noticed, like, my friends that I went to high school with and even middle school that I'm still friends with, a lot of people just do not like sick people. So joining, like, a community of chronic illness patients where we all understand one another and we can push each other, like, the friends that I have from school, they have never faced adversity in their life. So they're just, they don't understand what we're going through. So that's another like layer of we have to deal with a chronic illness, but now we have to teach people about our chronic illness since it's invisible. Yeah, no, I get it. I definitely going through high school. I, so I got probably like very, like the peak of my sickness was like my junior year of high school. Mm -hmm. Like freshman year, I was doing like pretty good. Sophomore year got a little worse, but I was, like, still going to school and still doing dance. 
And then my junior year, I literally missed almost like my whole entire year of school. Like my doctors had to write notes to the school board and I had to like people would come drop off my homework and I would do like online meetings with my teachers. And it was just crazy. And I feel like at first it was my friends reaching out. Oh my gosh, I hope you feel better, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And you know, they would come over and visit every once in a while. But then like by the third month, it's like that, that fell off. Like I was no longer valued as a friend because I couldn't go to the gym and do things with them or I couldn't meet them here or I didn't want to go to a party at 10 p.m. You know what I mean? Like, right. I feel like it's very hard and they don't get it. And even if you try, I mean, high school is such a tough like age range anyways. It's like you're trying to find where you fit in and what you want to do and how you're going to become an adult. And and I just feel like it was super hard for me to keep my friends because they didn't understand that it, it was that first initial, oh, my gosh, I hope you get better. Let me come visit you. Do you want a coffee or whatever? Yeah, exactly. You know but then yeah. like after a couple months, it's almost like they get tired of you being sick and then they just stop inviting you or stop coming to visit because they're like, oh, well, you're always sick. So I'm really glad that you, you brought that up because I was just thinking about that the other day because that's the biggest part where, like, there's – I had a huge support group. I still have a very good support group, but that group of high school friends that – would reach out the first few months, like you're saying, you know, come visit me and, and all of that. But then after a while, they're like, yeah, we're over this. But for me, I'm over it too, but it's out of my control. I can't just say, okay, I'm over it. And then I'm healthy again. It doesn't work like that. And um, they got to a point where, you know, we would go out to parties, you know, my freshman, sophomore, junior year. And then, the end of my junior year, this is when this happened. And then that's when they would still invite me parties, hang out, you know, let's, let's chill. And then it got to the point where it's like, yeah, we're not just, we're done. We're not going to invite her anymore. We're tired of inviting her. And then uh, she can't go or she is going, but then has to cancel, you know, right before we're all about to leave because they just don't understand. And honestly, I'm fine with it now. Before I wasn't because I just didn't understand why this was happening. But the yeah. people I've met now, and especially in being in the business world, it is just incredible the the support I get from my new circle, this group, and I, I just I'm so grateful for all of them. Every single person that has stayed by my side from the beginning of even my health to now starting the business and where we're at now. I'm just so grateful for all of them. Yeah, and I, my sisters are younger than me. I have three younger sisters, um, and I tell them all the time, you know, they get frustrated, and I feel like they kind of are going through the same issues I had. My sister, uh, the next after me, she just started college, and she's just going to community college, taking a couple classes, but it's hard on her. And she's like, I go to school and I'm exhausted. And I come home, like she had to quit her job because it was just, you know, the school and job was too much. Right. My other sister is a senior in high school this year and she, her symptoms have kind of started to worsen this year. And so she's an athlete. She plays golf and basketball. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's kind of been, she's feeling that same thing. Like, Oh, well, if I do this, then I can't hang out with my friends, but my friends are like, why can't you ever hang out or why do you always cancel? So I feel like almost everyone with chronic illness kind of goes through that. And it's just, I feel like 
it's I'm thankful that I kind of went through it first, which sucked for me because I was I didn't yeah. have the older sister <laughs> to give me advice. But I feel like super grateful that I can be there for my sisters and and kind of guide them in a way that like it's okay, you know, friends change, they come and go. Like, and I feel like it's so important that I be there for them and and just be like, hey, there's all these other people in the world who are going through the same thing and they feel the same way and it's difficult. So I just, it's it's definitely a change, but I feel like if you can go through it and just kind of finding your community, you know what I mean? Like right. you said, you found such a good online community and so have I with my, just starting my chronic illness, like Instagram page. Like I've gotten so much support. Like I'll post a story, oh, horrible migraine today. And you know, my friends will be like, oh, hope you feel better. And then mm-hmm. one of my chronic illness friends will be like, oh my God, me too. I feel like someone's stabbing my, and it's just a more relatable experience. Like you can find people who truly understand what you're going through and it's so comforting. It is. And that's, I think the best thing to kind of come out of this uh, horrible journey that we're all going through is we can, you know, work together and, and motivate each other and just be there for one another. And when you said, I think your middle sister you said is in college and she's going to community college. Mm-hmm. I'm in college. I'm going to a community college. And it's just like I keep beating myself up for this because I'm taking like a longer path in in college than most of my friends are about to get their degree who I went to high school with. And I'm not there yet. I have my AA degree, but I don't have my bachelor's yet. And it's taking me longer, but I keep beating myself up for it because I keep saying, why can't I just get this done, you know, sooner like everybody else? And I keep comparing myself still, especially Mm -hmm. with school, to everybody else, but realizing that I'm the one fighting an illness, which is a full-time job as it is. And oh, yeah. trying to go to school, and now we're all online, so every we're doing double the work teaching ourselves the courses because of yep. this pandemic. So it's just I'm glad that you said that because even this morning I woke up, I'm just not feeling well today, and I have school later, and I'm like, oh, I just every time I have class, I just beat myself up thinking I'm not doing enough, I'm not good enough, and so it's it's. Good to hear what you just said with your uh, younger sister, how she's going that path, too. Yeah, and I I went through that, too. I was dead set on, like, moving to L.A., like, going to school there. And I just, my senior year, like, all my dreams I felt were crushed. It's like, Mm -hmm. I can't even get myself out of bed some days, so how am I going to move to a different state and go to school and work to be able to pay for an apartment? You know, it it just gets so stressful. And I think at some point you just have to say, okay, well, this is what I can do. This is where I'm at in my life. And I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to still go for it. Like you being in school, it's like, okay, maybe you didn't go straight through a four year university and do the things that you thought you were going to do a couple of years ago. But it's like, you're still going to school. You're still pushing. And you're also right now running a business, which is amazing. And it's going to help so many people. So I just, thank you. (laughs) It's hard. I No, I get it. Like, it's hard to be. Yeah. It's easy to beat up on yourself because it's hard to rationalize, like, this is what I wanted to do, and I feel like I'm not. I'm letting myself down. But And then that's why I reach out to my chronic illness community so often because I feel that way, too, about a ton of things. But then it's like you talk to other people who just lift you up. Like, I feel mm. like 
you know, especially right now, you're like, I'm not doing this. I'm beating myself up. And I'm like, no, look at all the great things you are doing. You know, it's like we just need those friends that are going to that are going to hype us up and cheer us on. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, to add with what you're just saying, it's like I um, right before my blackout, a week before we went on a tour of all these schools that were offering me and um, it was literally a week long tour. And we come back, and then that's when the blackout hit. So it was, like, even harder. I would be fine if I had, like, no scholarship offers and no schools interested in me, and then this happened. But I had my dreams literally at my fingertips. My mom just (laughs) went into remission for cancer. I mean, I felt like the world was just sending me a sign. Everything was falling into place. And then, you know, it just it hit me like a truck out of nowhere and um, the adjustments, you know, have been the, the, the hardest part of this. But I think that part right there where I had the scholarship offers, my dreams at my fingertips, I just had to get through three games and then I would be a college athlete. And that was kind of the hardest part. Right. Oh no, I get it. So, okay, so you, uh, I mean, obviously we all struggle, but you definitely, I feel like that's such a hard thing to overcome and just come to terms with. But so how do they treat the the malformation? And I know you had surgery. So what did that, does it cure it or does it, I mean, I don't know too much. I know some people who have it, but I haven't gone on and really researched it that much. Um, But did so did you have a cure? Did the surgery just fix symptoms? Like, tell us about that, that journey as well. So there's no cure for uh, Chiari. And um, the surgery was to help the symptoms. And then also because of the blackouts I had. What if I was, like, driving and I had one? So the surgery was definitely needed. And we had three to four more opinions who all agreed that it was needed soon. Um, so I had my surgery December 1st of 2015. So I'm actually coming up on my five years in December. And um, the surgery was 10 hours, like nine to 10 hours. I was in the pediatric ICU for about four or five days, four days. And um, so the surgery was very successful for the first three months. And I started, you know, physical therapy. But then I started to get really sick again. And we found out that I now have scar tissue that has formed in the back of my head. So the whole Mm -hmm. point of the surgery is to take out kind of your skull to give more room for the cerebrospinal fluid to flow through. So you're given a dura patch, which they open and make bigger for that flow. So now I have scar tissue blocking the flow to my brain. And now we're kind of back to square one where we don't know what to do. My neurosurgeon wanted to do another surgery, and my mom's like, no, hell no. It's a brain surgery. It's not, you know, a a simple procedure. So we're trying literally everything under the sun to see what can help. And I've noticed... Um, I did physical therapy for a few months, and I went from six migraines a week to three, which is a huge jump because I got right. stronger. So that's kind of where I, I'm at now, and we're still trying to figure out how to just 
help the symptoms. I don't, I'm not looking for a cure. I'm looking for a better quality of life. Yeah. And I feel like with most chronic illnesses, that's like all we can do because there is no, there's no right answer. And especially everyone, like you can have the same rare disease or illness that someone else has, but it still can affect you so, so differently. Mm -hmm. So it's just, I think you hit it right on the head. It's definitely just about finding that quality of life and being comfortable to where you can still be like an active human. You know what I mean? Like you're not right. just <laughs> laying in bed being a vegetable. Like it's you definitely have those days, but for the most time, you just want to be like a participating member of life, you know? Right. And those days where it's like you just feel like hell and you just can't do anything. And I've noticed with um, my health, it, it, the biggest kind of life lesson that I've learned from it is to just take it day by day. You don't know how you're going to feel tomorrow, which is kind of the hardest part of like mentally knowing that. Um, but I started taking everything day by day, the same that I did as an athlete. You would take it, if you're in a tournament, game by game. You don't worry about that next game. You worry about the game you're in. So right. I do that now with running the company, being in school, just dealing with this health issue, I just take it day by day, and that's actually made my life easier, which it could help some people, but others that might not work. Yeah, no, exactly. Nope, I get it. So, okay, so I don't want to spill the beans, so I want you to be <laughs> the one to chat about it, but tell us what is going on. So I know before you know, talking today, you were like my company, running the company, all this stuff. So I already know what you're talking about, but I want you, because you're so passionate about it, I just kind of want you to let everyone know what's going on and what you've achieved. Yeah, so um, I felt so out of control of my own health when I was first diagnosed. And uh, I wish at the time that I had a tool that helped me instantly manage monitor, prepare, and organize my health in one place, like literally at your fingertips. So when I was first diagnosed, I said to myself, there has to be other people that feel the same. I actually saw the need for my company, what I'm going to tell you guys, when my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. She would come home and say, oh, crap, I forgot to ask the doctor this or that or these are my notes in between my treatments. And I said to myself, there has to be a way to improve the communication between patient and um, doctors. So I launched my company, Limitless Medical Logs, at 20 years old. We provide all-in-one medical journals and a brand-new upcoming digital app, which will be free, to help you manage, prepare, and organize your health at your fingertips, leading to more productive doctor's visits. Yes. I'm, like, so excited for this. I'm, like, everyone, <laughs> go check it out. And so I know you have the the logs available um, on your website. And mm -hmm. so those are an awesome tool. Um, tell us what all it kind of includes. Like, what can you keep track of on there and kind of some specifics about the, the physical logs? Yeah, so the physical um, logs are six inches by eight inches, so they fit perfectly in like a purse, backpack, wherever you know you want to hold it. Um, but the whole point of the journal is to truly track patterns and be able to, to prepare yourself for these upcoming doctor's appointments. Because we all get asked that 
wonderful question. How have you been feeling? And then we just kind of stare at the doctor because we don't remember what we had for breakfast. So, right. <laughs> you know, being able to prepare and organize yourself for all those questions you need to ask. If you're walking in the street or, or you're uh, sitting at home and <clears throat> a question hits you, an important question you need to ask your doctor, we have a laid out section to where it's organized and you can just write it down in the appointment notes section. And then when you're going to the appointment, you can write down that answer to the question. So instead of leaving the doctor's office saying, uh, uh-oh, I forgot what he said or what she said. So the journals are kind of like a, a roadmap to taking control of your health. And if you're a digital person, you're obviously going to get a lot more features from the app than you would a paper, a piece of paper. So right. you're looking at appointment notes, uh, pulling health summaries, um, the human body chart, which is my personal favorite, where you can accurately pin your pain, but you can color code it. So that, I think, is just, I'm so excited for that feature. Like I said, the appointment notes. So the app is literally the journal, but digital. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to get, I'm like, I'm going to download the app right away. Like, when it comes out, <laughs> let us know. Um, and I'll be posting all this on my social and keeping everyone updated so they can check it out as well. Um, I think it's going awesome. to so many people, honestly. I think it's so great. I can't tell you. <laughs> I can't tell you the amount of times that I just, between, like, my anxiety about going to doctor's appointments and then just being there, and they're like, so how have you been doing? And I'm like, uh, I'm fine. I'm like, it's okay. And they're like, no, right. really, how are you doing? And then I'm like, well. <laughs> and then I have to try and remember, like, all the days if I don't write it down or like if you know it's like I I keep a planner with me because I'm very like mm -hmm. just brain fog central all the time like I had an appointment with my neurologist not that long ago and I just woke up feeling like crap but he's really hard like it's hard to get an appointment with him so you have to book like four four months out at least right so I'm like I, I can't miss this appointment like I have to go and I was just so out of it like my blood pressure was low I was like not in the right mindset and I legit called it my mom after I got off my mom's like how'd it go what do you say and I'm like honestly I like I really don't even remember like I I remember like a few things but the things he suggested I like I went in one ear and out the other like I have no idea and I felt so embarrassed because I had to call like this his like nursing assistant and I'm like oh, right can you send me the notes from my appointment this morning because I was like I cannot remember anything and she's like um okay sure I can send those over and I'm like oh my god it was like three hours ago and I like don't remember anything so I feel like that yeah. is so important because you can not only take notes while you're away from the doctors but when you get there it's like you already have all your things prepped and it's just literally right there for you so you don't have to stress about remembering things or any of that. Right. I'm glad you just gave us that little story because I think the biggest part of this company and the, the concept of uh, Limitless, and that's the name of the app. My company is Limitless Medical Logs, but the app is Limitless. Um, mm -hmm. And we're uh, launching it for Apple and Android. So, But I'm glad that you said that because that's kind of the most important. You prepare for everything. And I go back to us being athletes. We didn't just show up to a game. 
We had to practice. We had to prepare for the games. Everything you do in life, you're preparing for. So why not prepare for your health? Take control of your health. And uh, that's kind of our mission is to put every patient in the driver's seat of their health. I mean, our journals are for a whole year, and they're only $15.99. I mean, so everything you need in one place for 15 bucks, or the app, which is free to download, I mean, there's really no excuse at that point. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited for the app. I just, I can't wait to help all of these people that are just like me. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And I, I'm i so excited for the app to come out. I love what you're doing and how you're trying to help others. And it's just, like, such a great part of our community. And, like, you've come up with an actual product that can help so many people. No matter what illness you have, you're always going to need to know, like, what's going on with your body. And especially with the body chart, that's awesome because I have, like, mm-hmm three or four different chronic illnesses and it's like okay well I don't know if my migraine is due to like my EDS or my POTS or am I just dehydrated and like what kind of pain it is and so it's so hard to always try and like differentiate and pinpoint and I feel like with this app it's going to make it so much easier. Yeah definitely I think for something like that I mean the human body chart and the diary will probably be what you use the most and that's I can tell you that's what I'll be using the most and it's like the weird thing is like you, you'll see some people that just start a business just to start one but I was actually a customer for something like this so I completely understand what the customer is looking for what their problem is and that's why I think I'm just so passionate about this company and it's weird when I was younger I um I had like a little journal and I would write down my dreams and my goals. And the first one was I wanted to be a D1 athlete. And then after that, I wanted to own a company that was helping people. And I never thought that it would happen by 17 years old. So that's kind of the craziest thing about all of this. And that's why I'm so passionate. I've always wanted to start a business and I use these products daily. So it wasn't something that I just, launched it's something that i'm i just love and i love um where it's taking me and being able to step outside of my comfort zone every single day is just the growth i've made i'm just obsessed with it (laughs) yes no and you should be you should be so proud it's like okay well maybe you didn't become a d1 athlete but look at what you're doing you're helping so many people and it's like you should take so much pride in that and feel like so proud of yourself and you're passionate about it. And the, I, oh my gosh, I can't even tell you the medical community, like there are a hundred to one guys that are out there trying to rip you off on mm-hmm. some product. And it's like just knowing that you struggle yourself and you created this to truly help people. And it's not the medical log, not sixty nine ninety nine. You know what I mean? It's like right. you're just out there trying to help other people like you out of like, your heart because you're passionate about it and it's something you've experienced and you just are out there wanting to help other people and I cannot support that enough like I love it so much so I'm super proud of you if you have down days remember I'm like call me because I will hype you up (laughs) uh, it's so incredible and I'm so so proud of all the things you've accomplished even if you feel bad about some of the things you haven't I think you're doing awesome, and I think you're doing Thank you. such great things for yourself and the and the community we're in, you know? 
Thank you. I really appreciate that. I I really do. <laughs> Good. Well, I enjoyed having you on today. I mean, I literally am so excited for this, and I'm going to keep everyone posted. Um, keep me updated on when it's going to launch. I know it's going to be soon, so we'll all keep yeah. an eye out and keep watching for it. Um, yes, it will be very soon. I wanted to just add, just if anybody's listening um, before the app launches, you can just go to our website and enter your email in the newsletter, and you will be notified first when the app goes live. And our newsletter, I don't blow up people's emails. It's important stuff that I'm <laughs> sending out. I, I hate when I sign up for things, and they're blowing up my emails with some BS. Yeah. So that's not us. <laughs> no. Perfect. Yes. Then everyone, I'll keep you updated. She'll keep you updated. Go check out the website. Put your email in. You know, if you're a physical, like a visual person. So I I don't know. I don't know which one I'm going to do first. I might see the app and then maybe I'll get the physical one. I'm a very, like, I have to have my planner with me everywhere because I have to write things down because that's just the the way that I can function, like, at a decent right. level. Because I'm so, like, all over the place and trying to remember things all the time. So I don't know which one's going to work better with me. But I will keep everyone posted. And I definitely look forward to seeing all the awesome things that you're doing. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Oh, of course. Thank you so much. And we'll keep updated on everything. And I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to chat with us. Yeah, of course. All right, Jordan. Well, thank you so much. We will talk to you later. Sounds good. Have a good day. You too. Bye.